And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the plague week 18 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guest. He's a comedian who has a warning for seniors. Stop walking on squishy surfaces or you might topple over. It's David Huntsberger. And she's a writer who's hoping this quarantine ends soon because she's all out of velvet capes to wipe her butt with. It's Wendy Molyneux. Tone Zone is here to announce his new show on TLC, Say Yay to the Bidet. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying this show is actually a cake. So say hello to your new best cake. It's Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her good times never end. Allison Rosen. Hello, my little fried pickles. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. That particular carbohydrate, which I've never experienced, and I've also never had fried green tomatoes, but that's a topic for another day, was sent into Patreon by Shannon Arada. Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go. You can see the video of this show. You can get behind the scenes content, bonus episodes, and you can submit carbohydrates. I would like to say hello to my guests. Very excited to see this group of people. Wendy Molino, hello. Hello. Exciting to see you. You are in such a very clean room because you just moved, right? I just moved. So there's nothing in our bedroom except a bed. Oh, is that your bedroom that you're in? Mm-hmm. There's just a bed. Just a bed. Where's yep. all your stuff? Well, we did a very complicated type of move to avoid germs. So we had the movers, we did get movers, but we moved out and then we let there be no one in our house for a couple of days. Cause if we had it, we didn't want to infect them either. So we moved out, we waited a couple of days, movers came in, got everything. And then they moved it into the garage and a pods unit over here. Oh my God. And then we're slowly moving it into the house. So that way we didn't touch it for a couple of days in case any movers also had any germs. And so like it was very complicated. So the house is really empty and I'm realizing that I desperately want to throw all my possessions away. Yes. That's, that's what <laughs> I, uh, rates to have I nothing. can relate to that. The times of my life where all my stuff is somewhere and I'm somewhere else. I'm like, Oh, this is nice. Um, oh, it's okay. Great. I want to get more into the, mo- I want to get more into all of that, but first David Huntsberger. Hello. Hello. How's One time. Uh, good. I was, um, First getting into comedy, I was living in hotels and condos all the time and friends' couches, and I had pretty much all of my possessions in a friend's garage and then in my little station wagon. And after a couple years of that, I got to like, all right, I got to get all my stuff out of the station wagon. And there were things in my suitcase I didn't even use. So we all have way too much stuff. Yeah, we do. Tony Thaxton. Hi. I have not Hello. moved. Uh, hi. I... I got nothing. I started to talk and I was like, I'm literally saying nothing. So hi, I'll just go with hi. That has never stopped me in the past. (laughs) And I caution you against letting that be the barometer for which you speak or don't speak. Okay. Um, Okay. So Wendy, new house, still in Burbank. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, The view is gorgeous with those trees. I, I haven't lived on a second story in years. This house has two stories. It is... I don't know. I like it. And you have a- <laughs> it feels majestic. It feels quite majestic to be one story up <laughs> at night when I go to sleep. I'm a real queen now. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you like your neighbors so far? We've only met the one. 
neighbor. They, and yes, they seem nice. Um, yeah, they did. However, call, <laughs> it was apparently someone in a tr- sitting under a tree in our front yard. And the neighbor was like, oh, and I called the cops for you. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, we just had a whole thing about it. A man sitting under a tree, let's not call the cops because then they're going to kill him. Like, let's not do it. We don't kill a man for sitting under a tree. And she was like bona fide excited that she would call the cops. And she was like, you can call them for anything here. And I was like, I know that's the problem. But I like was not, I, I was processing it in real time and all of our societal need to be polite kicks in. And so I, I was just like, oh, next time, um, can you please just text me and I'll take care of it? Like, just to be like, please don't call the cops on my behalf ever again. Like, you know, like it just was because she's so friendly and everything. And then it was like, oh boy, like right away. And she was like in her car in the street as cars were like zooming by really fast. So like she wanted to leave and is delivering the news about how she called the cops on a man under a tree. It was a whole thing. But as far as you know, is he okay? Yes. I believe that man, that gentleman, I don't think there was any kind of confrontation or anything. I think he got up and left of his own accord was what I think she said. But I was also kind of in one of those blind panics you get when you like your societal training to be polite to someone mm-hmm. flashes up against them telling you something that you desperately want to be like, never do that again. It's like the two sides of your brain kind of being like remain non-confrontational, but then also like confront. So I think I was just in a, in a daze and I don't think I got all the information. Um, so I, in a smaller sense, I find that happening to me a lot when I see my neighbors, all of whom I like, I did not appreciate the people that live next door that had their raucous church parties with full band PA drums, (laughs) but, uh, the two, the two pastor priests, they weren't priests. They were pastors, two pastors who were both married, not to each other, four people, and children in one house they moved so i like all my neighbors however i frequently see them outside chatting with each other without masks and i'm like no i don't want to feel this way about you but now i just feel like maybe there's a little bit of or a lot of irresponsibility happening what is going on and i don't say apart or are they next to each other they are across the street, but there was a celebration for one of, so there was a boy who graduated from high school and we were told everyone's going to come out of their house at a certain time, it's like six thirty or something and bang on pots and pans to celebrate him. And he's going to come out in his cap and gown. So we grabbed our dumb pots and pans and went outside and discovered we're the only people with pots and pans. The only people standing in our own driveway, everyone else was just in their driveway, having a party, not socially distanced. No, it made me uncomfortable. Did you pretend you were stirring though? Like just to justify, (laughs) you were like, Oh, making making a cake. cake. Yeah. Um, we like, did a lot of like, yay, congratulations, ah, ha, 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 and then went back inside because we can blame everything on having a baby. Like, oh, they got to go inside because they're baby. So also, that's what we did. yeah, you don't need an excuse to not go put COVID spittle in people's faces. You did the I right know. thing. Thank you. Um, how, how did your kids handle the move? Um, really, it was, I, I think it went 
the first night was like operatic <laughs> screaming. This house is terrible. We hate oh, it, no. but only from the oldest. But I mean, I think it's because you got to get it out. Don't you feel that way a little bit when you move or go somewhere new? You're like, what have I done? I, it was like one decision or change in my life. I, we, yeah. we just finally, after living here forever, got uh, one piece of patio furniture. And I'm already like, did, did we make a mistake? <laughs> yeah. So there was like one night of truly operatic regret. The other kids literally caught up every 15 minutes until four in the morning. So I was up till four oh in the morning, gosh. just over and over and over again, just walking them back, walking them back, walking them back. Walking Were they coming back. into your room? Yes. And part of our move is no more kids in our room because mm. our four-year-old up until recently would, in the middle of the night, we left a pack and play on our floor. We just never trained him not to. We'd just get up about midnight calmly walk into our room, get into the pack and play and fall back asleep. A pack and, because, and play, for people who don't know, is like a, a little, like a playpen portable crib, right? And because we had, yes. And because we have been getting up in the middle of the night for so long to us, that was a perfectly fine thing to be <laughs> happening. Like it was like, he doesn't require our attention. We don't have to get up and do anything. So we never, but our goal with moving here was we put the two middle kids who are four and five and almost exactly one year apart into bunk beds in the same room in the hopes that Matthew would then stay in bed because his brother was in his room. He used to have his own room Mm -hmm. and it has worked. But that first night was bonkers, but only lasted one night and now they love it. So I was going to ask, do they love it? Because our plan eventually, because the Elliot and Owen like to be together and I can Mm -hmm. see a point where they're going to want to sleep in the same room and then they could have like one room for playing and one room for bunk beds. Yes. That's the plan. It has been, now everybody likes to hear it's much more space for, you know, there's six of us. We were in a much smaller space and it was just, you could hear everyone like breathing at every moment of the day, which starts after three months of everyone all the time. I think everyone Mm -hmm. was going a little bonkers. So this was a good change. And you have a swimming pool, right? We do now have a swimming pool. Are you loving it? Because my... My memory is that you were anti-pool. No, no, I, I was, I'm worried about a pool, but we got this thing called the catch a kid net and it's like impenetrable. It's hard to put on. Um, but we do it after every swimming session and after a while you get used to it. Um, and then we also have a gate that locks. Mm. So when we know that they, uh, my conditions for having a pool were like when the, uh, I have to feel okay when the net is on and the gate is locked. And I do. Because they're very hard to get through. The gate right. is like very tall. The net is impossible to get off. So, so far, so good. I don't want to jinx myself. But I feel like if I had a swimming pool, I would feel like every day is vacation. Is that accurate? It's wonderful. The kids love it. We, we swim for a couple hours a day. It's, they get exercise. They're happy. I do recommend. I know I'm, listen, I'm in a privileged quarantine position right now of like, we're still staying home, but we got to have this change. So mm-hmm. I don't want to go on and on, but it has been a good change. So. Dave, have you ever had a pool? Yeah. My mom had a house for a while that had a pool and it was phenomenal. It, uh, it was in a re- it was no- like 30 miles North of Sacramento. So it would get like 110 in the summer. So the pool was critical. Uh, but man, it was really, really nice. I felt like the richest person alive. That is, I grew up in Indiana and nobody had a pool. So to me, I know California is chock-a-block with pools, but to me, I'm like, this is 
the ultimate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to know that I can be satisfied though. Cause like we were cramped and like, I would sometimes complain about our old house and then I'd be like, this sucks that I'm complaining. We have a house. I should stop complaining. And then part of me was worried. Like, what if I'm a monster? What if we move? (laughs) And then I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like even secretly in my heart, instead I'm like, no, this is, I am, this is everything I've ever dreamed of. I never need to move again. So at least I found out I'm not a total monster in this one way. Maybe yes, it's nice when you're <clears throat> unsatisfied and then eventually you are satisfied and you're like, oh, it's not just that I'm a true nightmare who can't ever be happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tony, have you ever had a pool? Uh, yes, but when I was, it was when I was young and I lived in Michigan and we just had an above ground pool, which is, ah. which is fun when you're a kid, but then it, when you start to get bigger, then it like quickly becomes, this isn't that great. <laughs> above ground pools were big in indiana too like if yeah. anybody had one they had an above ground oh yeah yeah can someone answer this for me <clears throat> no offense to all the people who are going to be offended i think perfect perfect intro. <laughs> <laughs> i think of above ground pools as very inland and also you might cook meth kind of things to have Again, no offense, <laughs> but I'm getting the sense that perhaps that's not the case. Like, th- are they a viable option? They I mean, should be. It never made sense to me, the snobbery, like, that you again, have I'm to sorry. dig it into the ground. I think they sometimes <laughs> get neglected because you can't see into them as easily. Like, maybe you walk by and the, the railing is above your eye level. And you're like, I'll bet it's really clean in there. And then just (laughs) years go by and it's filled with tumbleweeds and then the wood gets all rotten and falls over. If you even put up like a decking thing around it. So I think they're just easier to neglect. And then they, the neglectors gave a bad reputation to people that are like, my above ground pool is great. I take good care of it. I mean, they're nice enough, but they're, they're not again, when you're like an adult, they're not, it it can feel nice on a hot day, but they're not fun. Like a, (laughs) like a normal pool. I the, found the, my friend Becky's above ground pool in Indiana very fun, Tony. How old were you? I mean, like ten. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Great practically, yeah. yeah, practically a woman. Um, yeah, that's a dangerous joke to make it right now. Just it just has to do with the if there's any kind of decking around it. If yes. You put any sort because if you're a kid getting out, running, and jumping into a pool is. 80% of it, I think. So if you're just kind of going over and touching this really flimsy side rubbery thing, like, okay, you can't get on it. You can't jump in. You can't really do any tricks on it. You need something stable there on the edge to do, you know, some kid moves. Yeah. But from what I remember, Becky's pool had a little side decking. I think it was essentially like all made out of like a can, but still <laughs> enough that we could lay out because laying out in the hot sun with no sunscreen was our number one activity. And if I we did, weren't doing it yes. at like her pool, we were doing it in a yard with a baby pool, but with those loungers with the plastic strips that eventually you'd get your leg caught in. Mm-hmm. My parents still have those. Yeah. The plastic I mean, laying strapping out. was so such a big and laying out. I would get my teen magazines or my 17 yep. magazine yep. and then my blue plastic boom box. And then I would mm-hmm. listen to some hot jams. Uh, and I would this still sounds like cancer. absolute heaven to me, but with sunscreen <laughs> now, right now, did you, did yeah. you guys ever come across this with sun with all that? Like I, 
grew up in the desert. Ne- I wasn't really a shirt off kid. Like you think of desert kids like racing around with no clothes. All I pretty much was always in clothes, but never any kind of sun protection. And then I think when I was about 20, somewhere to 20 to 22 range, I was really tan, but we went to Lake Tahoe and whether it was the atmosphere or whatever, I got so burned. And then after that, I had to use sunscreen all the time because my skin was like forever altered. And I had people like, ooh, wearing sunscreen. What are you, Hollywood now? Or if I wore sunglasses, mm-hmm. did you have any of that? That like wearing sunglasses and or sunscreen was very like, ooh, very California of you. I have a question. But, How yeah. did they know? Was it like the coconut scent? How did they know you were wearing sunscreen <laughs> or were they watching you apply it? Yeah, yeah like if you, we went to the Would beach. you make a big deal when you were about to apply it? Like, <laughs> everyone, and you would bang on a bell. <laughs> gather, gather. <laughs> It was more so that I would have like a little duffel bag in the back of a car or truck and everyone would be racing over toward the edge of a lake to maybe either stand there, maybe get on a jet ski. And then I'd be quietly like leaning into the backseat, rubbing some suntan lotion (laughs) on my shoulders. And I would hear, oh, look at the King of England over here. Look at this dandy. Look at this precious angel covering their skin. I don't think I've ever been shamed for using sunscreen. Although my husband like tries to get me to put more on because he knows that there's this real, I mean, you're trying to say inland meth type. I know what you're saying that I'm a little trashy. Uh, No, it's not you. (laughs) No, but I am one of these people. I grew up. That's where I grew up. I grew up a little trashy. Yeah. So the, the part you can't get it out of yourself once you're a little trashy and I will not want to put my sunscreen on because I kind of want to still lay out. (laughs) Um, Like I really, it's like, get me a baby pool and one of those plastic loungers and I would still do it. I, I love it, but I know I should put the sunscreen on. When I said inland, though, I really was thinking like Inland Empire, like Riverside. Yeah, but I mean, Indiana and the Inland Empire are cousins. Are they similar? It goes from Riverside yeah. to like, like the western edge of New York. I don't know. Like, as far, <laughs> I mean, yeah. unless you're yeah. right at the water, everywhere in between, I feel like there's a significant amount of trashiness that oh, everyone should sure. be able to identify with. I feel I've insulted everyone, but that... Again, but because so of you're my from disclaimer. Newport, Allison, you are fancy, right? And Newport or Costa Mesa? Corona del Mar, Corona del which Mar, is, which wrong. is the same as it's similar to Newport. It's part right. of Newport. But then I lived in Costa Mesa, um, so I have been one with the people. Um, and Orange County is just doing fantastic right now. By the way, <laughs> I've been following up on the stances they're taking. But my thing with sunscreen. Uh, I like you, Wendy, I don't think it's a trashy thing. I think it's a, the time that we grew up in. Yeah. You needed to be tan and you needed to lay out. And not only did we lay out without sunscreen, I would put like oil and stuff on to get a better, richer tan. Yeah. Some banana boat, some copper tone. Yeah. And my dad was always, I can hear the sound of the screen door opening and him saying, don't get a sunburn and me ignoring it. And then I would go inside and like pull down my bathing suit to see, did I get any color? Uh, I would do that years and years and years and years and years, including so up to when I would walk Oliver when we lived in our old apartment that you guys know. Uh, I still, and I was walking him midday. I still would not put on sunscreen because I still wanted to get color. And I think that is when I mostly got splotches because I have some, some discoloration on my face. I feel like I got that 
from that. And then I went to a dermatologist, uh, not for that. And she was like, you got to wear sunscreen all day, every day. And for some reason that penetrated when nothing else would. And now I actually do wear it every day. Those kids would at the lake would have a field day with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would be letting you <laughs> mockery. I just thought of a really embarrassing story that ties into this. I can't, I think I blocked this out that I, I must have had like a lake trip coming up or something. And I had a summer job where I was indoors all day, but I had, I think it was a 30 minute lunch break. And so my plan was like, race over at lunch. Like I'll bring a lunch with me so I don't have to stop and buy one anywhere. Crank on some banana boat, tropical island, like the kind that's really smelly, but like an oil to attract mm-hmm. the sun. <laughs> and then I would like take my shirt off it, in, behind this like abandoned building. And then I was trying to learn to juggle. So I would just grab rocks and just <laughs> juggle rocks <laughs> for like 30 minutes and somehow think that I could squeeze back into work. And, and no one ever brought it up. No one's ever like, what's going on? Maybe the first day, like what? And I was like, nah, I don't know where that came from. I think <laughs> like a classic teenager just denied it. Like, ah, it must've been someone I walk past. What an idiot. Wait, what were you doing for your actual job? I was working in a retail store. So, <laughs> so there weren't a ton of people around. It was in a closed space where like we knew the sense. It was very clear I'd brought a foreign one in and a pretty like significant one at that, like coconut oil smelling. Yeah. And then just I don't think I did it multiple times. I couldn't have. That that was so embarrassing. But I th- feel like I did it more than once. What a uh, Couple questions. Did you ever learn to juggle? And also, could we hear more about the specific retail store? <laughs> well, I've talked about the D Bar M. So if any oh, of yes. my former yeah. So if any former employees uh were to catch wind of that, they're like, I do remember that. And that it's was time odd. To stop where the cowboys show. Oh, now you're talking D-bar-M, the brand name in Western where <laughs> I think it's a brand name in Western stores, but you you get it. Great song. It was a Western store? Yeah. And so then I, at lunch, you went and took your shirt off and tried to look at the juggle. I, was I can't a, believe that you're not an independent film, like that you exist in the real world. Like, this is the first five minutes of an independent film from like 2003, I want to say. Probably. Yeah, it's, I uh, see Matthew Lillard playing you, no offense. Really? Oh, I was going to go more like a Jesse Eisenberg. Like I like that better. He's like, and then he kind of like meets a girl who works across the street who sells basketballs. <laughs> and then like one day she, when she gets mad at him, cause like they get together, but then like he also talks to some popular girl and then he's going to work and suddenly a basketball hits him in the back <laughs> of the head. And then it bounces and crashes the window where the boots are. He turns around. He's like, Erica, come back. She's like, no, you did that to me. And then it runs away. I've got the whole movie planned out. This is really. But what did he do to her? Just like he talked to a popular girl. Oh, oh. Yeah. That was so enough like, to get a basketball. At the cowboy store. She works across the street at the basketball store. At lunch, he goes and takes his shirts off and juggles. And one day he's back there and she's back there with a soda. She's yeah. like, what are you trying to do? And then like, mm-hmm. she's played by that one girl from Ghost World. Not Scarlett Johansson, the Thora other Birch. one. Thora Birch. And she's like, what are you trying to do? You're like, juggle. And then they have like, you know, and then they both like the same book. They mm-hmm. both like catch her in the rye. So then you know <laughs> everything about them. And yeah, it's like this their summer, you know, and then like she moves away. And then he's like writing about it 10 years later. That's <laughs> oh. the movie. There's your so movie. 
but it's like and stand the, by and me. He, he gets the basketball in the back of the head because he talked to a popular girl, which is a betrayal to Thora Birch because yeah. they were bonded over their like similar shared values. They both like Catcher in the Rye. And they don't yeah, like and they don't like high school mm-hmm. and whatever. But then he like talks to that girl who's been mean to Thora Birch and then yes. she throws the basketball in the back of his head. And it's called well, yeah. like Cowboy Summer. <laughs> does this, but does it end with like she goes away to junior college or moves or something and then I'm successfully juggling, but I have this wistful look in my eye, kind of like you win some, you lose some, like that kind of ending? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but also, but it could be you juggle. when you're older and you're like in Brooklyn and you're walking down the street and then you, and somebody's like, hey, and throws a basketball head again. <laughs> and you turn around and there she is. Yeah, she's wearing boots. Yeah, and she like remembers the boots that you stole from the store to give to her that she wore in a swimming pool. And you're like, don't wear the boots in a swimming pool. But like, yeah. they're still good. And you're like, the boots still look good. And she's like, do you want to get a coffee? And then there you go. End of right. the movie. And then Cowboy some summer. creamers fall over and I catch them and then start juggling them just a couple rounds. Yeah. And then I set them back up and she's like, oh, I, I get it. You I love this out. movie. What a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way it ends because it makes you feel like there could be more. Yeah. Like they were both outsiders. Dave, did you learn to juggle? Because you're going to need to for the creamer scene, even though you're being played by Jesse Eisenberg. I'm probably pretty rusty. But yeah, I can do the three crossover. I never advanced beyond that. I thought I'd be sending them in circles and adding four and five and who knows how many. Now, what made you want to learn to juggle? Because I really wanted to learn how to shuffle cards in a cool way. Like I thought, what a fun thing to have in my pocket. Anytime there's a deck of cards, I could just be like, you know, like the accordion. accordion What a terrible skill. (laughs) Are you kidding? No one would like that. People love that. I'm from Nevada. There's cards everywhere. Everyone has a relative that worked in a casino. So there's cards everywhere. And if someone came over and just opened them up and then jumped them from one hand to the other, blow everyone's mind. Yeah. It really like not cool is the answer. (laughs) Very cool. Not cool in any way. I I feel like that person is uh, upsetting me. You're picturing them in a top hat being a creep. No, but this I was, just, the top hat would explain it. I'm <laughs> not trying somebody who you think is like just a regular person. Yes. You ta- are talking to them and suddenly cards come out. You're like, what am I dealing with? I'm going to get killed. They take no, the cards, they fan them. They fan them perfectly. No. And then they take one finger why? and they run them back and oh, forth. I the still want playing it. cards. They're just doing it for no reason. <laughs> yes. But it's a skill and a no, recognizable is one. a form of entertainment that is known. Going yeah. like with cards <laughs> is something to do at a card game and only then. But or if I you're mean, a magician, again, the top hat would be fine. If Allison suddenly started flipping Doing cards right now, magic? I would log off. I'm Wait, off. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You'd realize how cool it is. Nope. <laughs> Are you suggesting... That it would be acceptable if I learned close-up magic, but not yes. accept really because yes. that to me it's the other way around. It's okay no. if you're like, but if you're like, hey, you guys, no. let me pull something out from behind your ear. Then, then that is a serial killer. But don't you think no, more- magicians are not serial killers? They're nice men from the magic castle, and people are and sometimes can be women- entertained. By, be entertained by magic. They're not going to be exactly. entertained by you shuffling cards. Yeah, no, but here's what I think. A sign of disturbance. No, <laughs> say say this. Say you're Allison 
is over and you let's play poker and then everyone is dealt and then it's her turn Mm -hmm. to deal she -hmm. takes the cards in one hand just with two fingers rolls half the deck up and over the hand and cuts it without using the other hand no card spill you get it i said no 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 this is being taped roll back the tape if you need to (laughs) i said if you are playing cards this is okay Oh, okay. Apologies. If you're playing cards, then it's fine. It's that if I'm just go over to Allison's like, Wendy, can you come over? I will. Let's have a coffee and just chat. And we're just (laughs) chatting. And suddenly she picks up cards and does stuff. But juggling's also weird there too. Huh? Juggling is also weird there. No, but juggling is a form of entertainment. I would sort of be mildly entertained by some juggling. Someone going with cards. (laughs) That's not a thing. That's not, I don't, it's not magic, nor is it juggling nor are we playing cards. It's simply for them. It's a narcissistic indulgence. <laughs> but I'm I'm drawn to it just to see how they crowbar it into our having coffee if they like open up a knife drawer or a drawer looking for a butter knife. And they go, oh, what are these cards? And then they have to open the pack and shake them out. Then do this really, you know, somewhat impressive, like you say, if you're playing cards trick. But it's quick, if nothing else. So they do it in one and a half seconds and then just continue pouring cream. I want to see that. I think it's so awkward no, but and weird. Then, no, if I went over and Allison did that and then somebody later was like, did you see Allison earlier? I'd be like, yes. And I have to tell you something. I'm worried about her. Because we were just having coffee. She went over to a drawer that seemed to otherwise contain only knives. Just butter knives. She pulled out a still wrapped deck of cards. She opened it. She took out the jokers and blanks. And then she proceeded to just go with it. And then she put it fucking away and acted like nothing ever happened. I want Allison that. Allison is going through something. That is what that is. Okay. Now, on the other hand, Dave invites you over for some coffee. Yes. And while you're in his kitchen, he's getting the coffee. He just happens to pick up, let's say. I, I have a fruit bowl in this situation, fruit I'm assuming. Bowl. Yeah. He picks up a lime, a lemon, and an orange. Mm-hmm. And he just casually juggles them and then he puts them back. Is that not also? That's like, what would you very think about normal. That? If you can juggle, then of course, if there's things around to juggle, you can juggle. Because it's people like juggling. Allison, if you juggled, this isn't a gendered thing. Mm. If you also juggled while I was over for coffee, again, I'm not remarking later Allison's going through something. But if you take out a brand new deck of cards from your knife drawer, <laughs> unwrap it, and just proceed to not even do a magic trick, to just do some fancy shuffling, I'm reporting that you're going through something to your other friend. <laughs> Wait later. a second. I solved it, though. So I... I certainly wouldn't just grab the lemon, lime, and orange. orange. I would bump it. Oh, let's get those back where they belong. Boom, 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 boom. Couple rounds just to let you know I got it. Then back in the bowl. With the cards, I'm assuming Allison would go, hey, are you free Friday night or Saturday? You know what? Let's cut cards and find out which night we should hang out on, high or low. <laughs> and then boom, the cards come out, do a cool move, cut them. That's again, yep, it's that's not exactly natural. It's not very organic. <laughs> I feel like the juggling is real. Like in this scenario, I feel like if you're the person who casually juggles the fruit to get it back in the bowl, you are begging for someone to be like, yes. I didn't know you juggle. That yes. right. cool but is that is eager. something I recognize from life. <laughs> Double drops. <laughs> I recognize that from life. People who juggle, juggle too much. We all know they like the attention. They juggle a little bit. You go, ooh, and then they move on. 
someone getting out a deck of cards, literally not for a trick, just to do fancy shuffling. That's not a thing. All right. What about, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. Mm. Let's say someone knew bar flare and they're making you a drink <laughs> and suddenly the bottle's going up in the air and it's behind their back or whatever. What's, where does that fit in from, um, from the range of cards to f- juggling? Where's that? It's obnoxious, but I'll allow it. I, would, I don't want to wait. hang out with that person. I probably don't like them. <laughs> if they're doing that just at home for no reason, I don't like it, but I get it. I think they're a show off. I think they're kind of annoying, but I'm like, well, they do bar flare and I don't know why they're doing it now and they want me to react. That's fine. However, if that same person is making you a drink and suddenly pulls out a deck of cards, <laughs> not to do a trick, but no, but they're cutting them. Shuffling, that person is not okay. Let me give you three scenarios. Mm. The fruit oh bowl God. bump to juggle <laughs> combo. The butter knife. Oh, some cards. Let's cut <laughs> cards to find out who's going to whatever that might Nobody be. Pick up the kids from school. I, they're wedging in it in just like the fruit bowl do, bump. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just like the fruit this bowl scenario. bump. They are Now they are also going, this is the third scenario. Very similar. They're, they're desperate. They want the attention. In this one, they say... Hey, you want to drink? Uh, you want some more shoes? And you go, yeah, that'd be fine. And then they go, what if we jazz it up a little with some vodka? And oh, and I've got the best mango thing to mix with it. And you go, I don't really feel like drinking. And they go, just try it. Just try a little bit. And then you go, okay. Next thing you know, they're shaking stuff up. Then they go lower right hand side, flip, no look, catch it behind oh. their head, upper right, and nonchalantly pour it into your glass and hand it to you of those three scenarios which is the weirdest the cards <laughs> no way <laughs> because it's not a thing like the people juggling to get so attention much in, in these, i'm not saying that i love these people like juggling and bumping into a fruit bowl <laughs> yeah, and then making me a drink of flair both of those are attention getting behaviors but they're attention getting behaviors of the known world like saying like it's like oh then you go in a knife drawer and get a deck of cards like that's not the no one does that that is not a thing that anyone does it's not a thing people have like junk drawers in their kitchen like oh i need some duct tape you said butter knife drawer yeah but this is where they keep the butter knife that they use to twist like because they don't really have a great screwdriver so they have this butter knife that they've just given up on and it you know it's to like (laughs) turn certain uh screws they have in the kitchen it's one of those kind of things. No, none of this makes any sense. Tony's with me and he's not saying it, but he I, agrees. No, with me. I, I legitimately I can tell am from his eyes you. and face. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Because Dave is with me. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. We need a tiebreaker. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who should we call? Where, where's Daniel? He's in the house. Dang it. All right, let's call him. Great idea. I mean, don't tell him. him who's on whose side. Right. And each uh, of us can explain one of the scenarios. How's that? But those scenarios only exist for you. I refuse to support <laughs> the card scenario. But you're welcome to jazz up your scenario in the most likely way you could I see I don't even know what out. we're discussing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what are we I discussing? Wanna... Whether it's good or fun or normal? Or yeah, what I is, think what's what we're on discussing, you're saying that 10 out of 10 people will choose the cards as being the weirdest of all three of these. And I'm I'm thinking that the bar flare is the weirdest. But at no. least but the, bar, see- the bar thing at least uh, ultimately serves a purpose. Like, I mean, right. the, the flare, no, but they're at least making a drink for you. 
But they crowbar you into it with like, come on, have some booze with your. Also, I juice. will say this: both juggling and flair voicemail. You guys, there are going to be people who love that. Like maybe not anyone on this Zoom, but think about like your aunt who has a bit of a corny sense of humor, who's like, oh my god, I was at David's house for a drink. And he decided to make me a most and he did this bar flare and it was so funny or he did juggling and it was so funny. Know what your aunt is not saying. I was over at David's and he went to get a knife and pulled out some cards and shuffled them. And that was great. <laughs> There's no scenario where anyone likes that. It is just a weird behavior where you're like, again, something's going on with them. I'm not sure what I was supposed to do. I laughed, but I didn't feel like it. Stuff like that. Don't you think, though, that it would at least warrant a conversation that had someone hearing it go, really? In that you go, Allison took out the card. She fanned them across her uh, kitchen island. Then you know that thing where they pick up one edge with their finger and like dominoes, it topples over like a wave all the way to the other end? She can do that. I think anyone you're telling that to would go, that's so weird. But also, she can do that? That's so cool. It's very cool. Cool ace in the hole. No one likes that. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) No one likes that. (laughs) Because for me, I'm sorry, I checked, I I emotionally checked out of this conversation from, oh, Daniel's calling. Okay. Oh, God. Thank God. Hello. Here, let me put you on speakerphone. Hi. Hi. Okay. So doing the show with Tony, Dave, and Wendy. The question is, do you want to come out to the studio and then we can awkwardly share a mic? Or do you want me to talk to you on the phone and um, we can awkwardly have you on speakerphone? How long is this going to take? How long do you guys think this is going to take? Can you hear him? Anywhere from five minutes. to 60 minutes. Anywhere from <laughs> five to 60 minutes. Oh, yeah. Seven minutes. Oh, you can't hear them. So you got to. No. Oh. Okay. He's going to come out, you guys. And then we'll. Thank God. We'll really nice. know. I, I know for sure he's going to side with me, Tony. I feel confident. I would bet. I will literally bet any of you $100 if he sides <laughs> with me and Tony. <laughs> it depends on the telling. I mean, it, it, the, the telling's critical. Allison, you have to be neutral. Yeah. I know. Okay. Feel more normal now that Daniel's here. Here's yeah. <laughs> earbuds. Yeah. Wendy said she feels more normal now that you're here. Because it's like the real world. In the real world, Daniel would be here. It's only because we're in quarantine that Daniel's not here. Hi, Hi, Daniel. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. You You too. All right. Okay. Can you hear them? I can. Okay. So, uh, okay. Which scenario is the weirdest, Daniel? Someone invites you over Mm. to their house Mm -hmm. for coffee. Mm. You're in the kitchen with them. Mm-hmm. And they bump That's their. That's definitely f- the weirdest. They bump their fruit, but just oh, just you wait. They bump their fruit bowl, and they and did the fruit fall out of it when they bumped it? I don't yeah. know what happens, but first on they go and they pick it up, and then on their way to putting it back in the fruit bowl, they juggle it a little bit, like to entertain me. I mean, it's unclear. It's unclear. They're just like juggle, juggle, or like they almost drop it. They know no. how to juggle. They juggle. do a little bit of juggling, then oh, they put the okay, fruit back. Okay, all right. Juggling's weird. Scenario one. Yeah. By the way, you're also allowed to be taken with the whimsicality oh, and I the am. surprise. I live in a world of whimsicality and surprise, though. So okay. <laughs> number two. Yes. Number two. They invite you over to their house for some coffee. You're in the kitchen already. This is so weird. <laughs> well, this is pre-quarantine or post. Okay. You're in the kitchen. Yeah. And they go to get a <laughs> butter knife. Yeah. And. 
lo and behold, there's a deck of cards in their hands. No. Unwrap it. Yeah, they're wrapped. They're wrapped. <laughs> they unwrap the cards, shake them out. And then they like do one of those like brrr, cool card tricks. Like the accordion thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think it's called like a Russian shuffle. Because one card's rushing to the other hand. Listen to <laughs> the student of magic over here. <laughs> or they're like, you know, cut them and flip them back onto themselves with one hand. Uh huh. But it's and not a magic like, trick, right? Just shuffling? <laughs> just, just shuffling. There's a lot of expectation this person has that I'm going to. Okay, go ahead. That you're going to what? Like play cards or something. But they don't play cards. <laughs> you don't play cards. I, okay. <laughs> All right, so they do the trick. It's not a trick. It's just, just just shuffle. Just, just a fancy shuffle. We all have opinions about which one is weirder. Is, yeah, so that's but we're trying to hide them. Okay, the third scenario: you're in the kitchen. Wait, 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 wait. So they just do the trick, and then what? They put it down. Do they ever get the butter knife? It's not a trick. It's just shuffling, and they do get the knife. Yeah. Were they were they maintaining eye contact with me while they did the shuffle? I don't know. We've not no. established that. Okay. It's okay. unclear. <laughs> All right. And or you're in the kitchen and suddenly they're doing bar flare. Like you're having a drink and suddenly they're doing bar flare, like, you know, down like low. Flipping flipping. The glass, yeah, exactly. Like and then they just hand it back to you. Yeah. But to serve you a drink, they make to the drink, drink using yeah. some flare. Oh. Okay. Now which Which is the weirdest? Yeah. And we, like which is the not only the weirdest, but which makes you feel that you need to talk about that person behind their back. Oh. Wait, can we get a dun-dun-dun, Tony? Um, all right, this is easy. The weirdest is the cards. Yay! <laughs> yes! Correct. I was 100% nothing. right. No, you was were like, right, the weirdest. I was right about Daniel, yeah. that he would side with me and Tony, and that it would be a gimme and not even a question. Easy, and you well, have to be insane is... not to think so. What? The cards were not wrapped. The cards and were not wrapped afterwards, in Daniel, do you not, you talk in? about that person a little bit afterwards like you're a little it's worried weird. about them. It's weird because it's the only one that contains, like, social pressure. <laughs> like, the other two, the one is just like, oh, you can juggle. You're being, you know, you're being, you know, whimsical. And look, I married whimsical, so I'm, I'm fine with that. The, the cocktail one, it's like, you're making me a drink. You're just being special, a little extra, as the kids say. But the cards has the, the ominous uh, foreshadowing of a magic trick. <laughs> or not quite as bad. Uh, playing cards like either i'm gonna have to play cards with this person or i'm gonna have to observe a magic trick that's the thing that's the thing about this card scenario is it does not proceed to playing cards or to magic this person literally just wants to shuffle in front of you which i find more there was a card cutting mixed in no, that was yeah. a whole different scenario you came up with. You don't get it unlimited scenarios. What? Hang, hang on. <laughs> but no, no, no. But the cards thing, it's like later, if it's not acknowledged, later in the evening, I just have to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I have to talk about what happened yes. later. <laughs> yes, because otherwise you're going to call me later and go, Wendy, I was yeah. at David's house and he just took out some cards and shuffled them for no reason, then put yeah. them back in a knife drawer. <laughs> like, is this is this the card cutting killer? Right. Like, I said that. I said you're worried they're going to murder you. I said it. <laughs> Daniel and I are best friends. I don't care what the name of this show is. <laughs> Daniel are best friends forever now. Right. What? Okay. <laughs> I bought, I went along with Wendy's 
rules for the scenario. What if? What if the cards weren't wrapped? No, it's all the, the wrap. Has that, nothing yeah, to do the it. wrap. The wrap was added Fuck. well after. No, you said it. You said it on the first. Again, this show is being taped. You don't get to just say whatever you want. You said they were wrapped. That was part of the scenario. I the did. very first time you said the no, scenario. No, no, I meant they were in the box. That, David. No, you uh, said oh, like a card, bo- a cool card box. <laughs> no, I yeah, thought I just meant they were like in so. the. Oh, I apologize. Again, That's on me. That's on me. Right. But of the of three skills, cool shuffling, juggling, or bar flare, which is the coolest? Oh, what's the coolest on whose terms? Like society's terms or my own personal terms? Both. I think the um. <laughs> I think definitely the, the the cocktails is the coolest, right? Because it involves drinking. Yeah, it has the best. It has social. a good end result. Yeah, you're making a cocktail. You can flip the glass around, shaky, shaky. You know, pour whatever they do. I think it's lame. No offense. I, it's not again. No offense to anyone. But you're you know clearly you've There's never seen one. cocktail. <laughs> but you're not very cool. <laughs> so thank you. Um, There's only one that I think is truly cool. So that one is that one is the coolest uh, objectively. And what do you uh, think? The, the one coolest? that is the most impressive. Um, I'm ready for my heart to be broken right now. Is either I, the cards oh. or the cocktail? It depends on how involved. Oh, the cocktail you just David. Is. He does not care for your juggling. Well, juggling. Like, it depends on. <laughs> there's some juggling. There's some juggling that is impressive. I mean, the way you described it was pick up a couple fruits and just do a little light juggling. Well, light juggling. Yeah, a couple cycles. Boop, 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 cycles. And then back. Now, if it's like more than three objects, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, although, you know, uh, uh, juggling is cooler than uh, – no, it's not cool. It's, tr- it's cooler than being on a unicycle. Ooh, I knew you were going to say unicycle. Yeah. I could feel it. Do you want to hear something surprising? Yeah. Yes. A- Allison would like to know how to do the card shuffle. Have I not discussed this with you? It's on, it's on like in the, in it may the, be in the archives of my website. Maybe one of those things that you start to discuss and my brain shuts off. And so it doesn't record. <laughs> it doesn't etch into. I, I would, think it's I extremely think it's attainable. Cool. I think you can <laughs> attain card shuffling. <laughs> you, honestly. I began to, I began to get um, <laughs> card finger. <laughs> I was like squeezing the deck and it was like cutting into my hands and I found it was much more challenging and you can't even find instruction online. I ended up learning a few magic tricks. You're talking about well, the, this one, was the, the last, accordion one. Yes. I, they do at least colloquially call it the Russian shuffle. Um, I tried to learn. Colloquially where? Um, <laughs> Russia. In 2010 and also yes, in Russia. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. Wait, You've, but I want to know the backstory of these. Did these things actually happen to people? No, the backstory was just like Allison indicating that it would be so cool if someone just kind of did that and then David no, getting I on board with that. it. why we don't have social, we don't have people over. We have all these <laughs> friends that are like, why don't we ever get invited over? And I'm like, trust me, just trust me yeah. on this. We, we pretend the, it's COVID, but. It's better for our <laughs> relationship. Um, thank you, honey. Okay. Bye, everybody. I, I know you have I would, Good to see you have buddy. work, right? Because yes. you announced that when you came in. I do. All right. Well. That was a, a real slide for you, me and Tony. You share your life with. <laughs> we're going to be dining out on that one forever. <sighs> if, you, if people were to watch the video of this, you'll see that some people kept their composure during all three scenarios 
maybe a little. <laughs> I covered my face face so as not to be given away. Over yes. one of them. And then you no. were, you were la- rocking back and forth. You could barely contain yourself. No, I she tried to comment during juggling that. to mislead him so he would think that was my one. Oh, okay. Oh. To see thought- if even with that, because I think Daniel would not take my side automatically. I, the way you were covering your mouth and moving and looking down, I was like, oh my God, did you just get <clears> bad news? No, I literally was laughing so hard that I knew that he was going to see me and I didn't want to give it away. So I was covering my face so as to hide my opinions. Did you guys notice that when I told him and I was trying to be real like poker faced about it. When I told him about the card trick, I accidentally described it as one of those cool card shuffling. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, shit. So obviously, even with that, it did not take he and I are going to have words about that later. Um, so I have a surprise for you guys, which is we have a Scotland quiz sent in by the woman. <laughs> I know I didn't tell you. What Wendy. kind of surprise is that? It's a wonderful <laughs> surprise. Scotland quiz. I thought you were going to be like, I had some snacks delivered to your house. Go down and get them. <laughs> like, yay. Um, <laughs> sent in by the woman that David met in Scotland who is a fan of this show. Oh, but wait, yeah. first, but but look, we are even going to hear some bagpipes and stuff, but that's not happening because first I I mean it is happening, but first I need to tell you guys about uh Raycon earbuds. In fact, if you had these right now, you'd be so pleased with the sound of the bagpipes you're about to listen to. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what other people in your home are listening to or not what's going on in your backyard or whatever. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market and that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. They're so comfortable, perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. Unlike some other wireless options, they're both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. You've heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Allison Rosen are obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash best friend. That's buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash best friend for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash best friend. Okay, so Lindsay, who David met in Scotland, and you mentioned it on the show uh, a long time ago. Yeah, hello, Lindsay. We went out and had a beer, and had a, she filled me in about the certain things about Scotland. It was great. And now she's in New Zealand. Whoa. Yeah. COVID oh, free. That's the place to Good be. Good move. I yeah. know. God, I'm jealous. Um, <clears throat> I have to find... Wait, so she said that... You said, you accidentally said, is it just me or is it me? And that every time she, we do just me or everyone, she hears, she laughs about that. Did I don't know if you said it on the show or if you said it when you were talking to her. I like to think people discuss my segments when they're just hanging out in Scotland. I think that's what happened. Yeah. I think oh. we were, 
uh, ch- chatting and I couldn't think of it. I was like, what is it called? Just me or me? <laughs> or whatever she said, I said, I just, um, maybe I was a little jet lagged or something, but yeah, I said it incorrectly and I, I guess that stuck with her. One, t- I remember one time and I remember it because a listener wrote in about it. Uh, I think it was like one of the first episodes back after having Elliot and I referred to, and I couldn't remember if it was just me or everyone or if it was just me or everything. um so you know it's a memorable name is what i'm saying okay so we have a scotland quiz and she used a special super cool app to do it that i'm um hoping i can make work right but first we have to hear something that makes us think of scotland Did I ever tell you the bagpipe story I had in Scotland at the end? I don't know. I just, when I think of you in Europe, I think of you carrying your own butter around. But I guess that wasn't Scotland. <laughs> that was Romania. Yeah. Carrying that was great. butter around? Oh, yeah. The delicious butter. We, we didn't want to uh, let it go. So we transported it with us. We were in this village where, like, everything was very, uh, like, farm to table. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't want to waste all this butter. We also didn't want to bug everyone for their butter. So we just took it with us place to place where we went. Okay. Very efficient. It was it was delicious. But at the end of the fringe, we walked up to this place <laughs> called, I think, Lion's Head. It's just this mountain that looks like a lion that's sitting. We go up there, watch all these fireworks. And then we're coming down. And then my friend and I are on the lower level, uh, and it's pitch dark, can't see anything, but you can just hear. And you can kind of see people with their cell phones bobbing along, like using them as flashlights coming down this hill. And you hear some bagpipes, to which you think, ah, the French is over. It's it's this really dark night, and it's kind of foggy, and you see these little lights coming down. And, ah, bagpipes, that's great. And then you just hear this voice, like maybe 50 yards behind, like further up the hill, just going, shut your fucking pipes up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> For like 10 straight minutes. And we just stood there and watched and tried to guess like if they were gaining on the other person or it didn't seem like a bit. If it was a bit, it was done so well. But I was, I, oh, it was probably my favorite moment of the oh, whole thing. Sounds fringe. like a perfect experience. This is, of course, somebody's enjoying it and like, oh, it's part of Scotland. <laughs> but that other person lives in Scotland. Yeah. It's, it's like, like if we heard like a thing. fucking strummy guitar playing Americana <laughs> shit music, we'd be like, fucking shut it. <laughs> We just Stop had a nice moment. No one guitar. wants to hear three doors down, you motherfucker. Yeah. That's what it felt yeah. like. <laughs> All right. This guy who's playing Americana music on his guitar unsolicited. Does he do the card <laughs> shuffling thing? Does he <laughs> juggle or does he do bar flip? I think he juggles. Honestly, he's a card dude. You, I you think know. he's no like way. He's, yeah, he's got a fucking guy. deck of cards in his guitar and he knocks it out of there and then he's like, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> no, I think he's got devil sticks. Oh, that's you know possible. those things? Yeah. That's what he has. Um, okay, let's start the Scotland quiz. Let's see. More than 10% of Scots have red hair. True or false? Okay, everyone have your answer. Uh, does everyone have an answer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it's true that more than 10% have red hair. What do you guys think? I'm going false. I'm going to go false as well. I'm, also, I'm okay. going true. It's true. About 14% of Scots are gingers. Hmm. Um, okay, everyone keep their own score. Honor system. 
So mm. Tony and I have one. We each have one point. <laughs> you just said everyone had to keep their own score, and then you proceeded to keep the score. Yes, I speak out of both sides of my mouth. It's yeah, fine. I don't trust you to run this quiz. <laughs> Your feelings of me have changed ever since the card thing. I know. Because I'm worried about having... you. <laughs> okay, question two. What is Scotland's national animal? A, the lion. B, the dragon. C, the unicorn. D, the haggis. The lion. I also think it's the lion. Yeah, same. Dave? It's it's a unicorn, and I know this because someone brought it up to me while I was there. And then I would certain jokes that I did that I felt were very silly and imaginative that didn't get responded to well. I would really get frustrated because they're like that's such a whimsical animal to choose as your country's animal, and then instead you're just this boring bunch of fourteen percent gingers sitting there like uh. so. It is the unicorn. It is the unicorn chosen because the unicorn is the natural enemy of the lion. What? Uh, <laughs> the symbol of English royalty. General oh, Scots okay. don't like the English and the English don't care. But I'm sorry. The natural, like, that's the natural enemy of the unicorn, the lion. Okay. Seems like, yeah. seems arbitrary. Yeah, you'd think if a unicorn had an enemy, it would be maybe a pegasus or something. Like furious that they can't similar. fly. They're so yeah. similar, you know. Or a like, dragon. Yeah. Also, like, yeah. is Maybe the enemy of a jaguar a leprechaun? Like, <laughs> do they pair off like whimsical, imaginary creature to actual right. predator? Right. You know what they say about moose and sprite. <laughs> Nessie hates cheetahs. We you all know, know that. Who almost took down Charles Manson, the Tooth Fairy? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, question number three. What does, and I'm going to say it wrong, I believe, how hold your weast mean in Scots dialect? Ho, it's H A U D, your Y E R, weast, W H E E S T. Hold your weast. A, shut up. B, stop farting. C, get over it. Okay, I have I have my guess. Everyone have their guess? Yeah. yeah. I'll say shut up. That's what I think. I think it means hold the Diane Weist. So if like Diane Weist <laughs> is in a movie and you don't want to see those parts, you call ahead and you say, hold your Weist. And then what they'll do is during the movie, they'll fast forward the Diane Weist parts. Like So if you're watching Hannah and her sisters and you'd rather not, you can go to the cinema in Scotland. It's very specific, and they'll fast forward the just the Diane Weiss parts, or like I, Parenthood, one of those movies. Yeah, or um, Edward Scissorhands. I love that they yeah. offer this. They offer it, and I. It's like, I mean, I love her. I don't know why anyone would want that, but that's my guess. Dave, I think it's stop farting. You just, you just I just, <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's I think fair. That, That's a fair guess. Yeah, I, I, uh, your waist. I mean, it's it's funny uh, both ways. Like what's coming out of your mouth right now is garbage. Just hold it, save it. Uh, but also, I think they'd have a funnier term for that. And I think hold your waist is almost like a polite way to be like cool it with those farts. So it seems like a very Scottish way to say that. Unfortunately for you, Dave, and for you, Wendy. It what? does not mean stop farting. No. It does not mean keep Diane Weist out of this. It means shut up. Oh, damn yeah. it. Literally hold right. your quiet. 
Okay. Question four. All right. So Tony and I, again, everyone's keeping score for themselves. Tony and I have two and Dave has one. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Um, and I have zero. So we yes. don't have to count. Question four. <laughs> Which famous U.S. novel based its title from a poem by Scotland's poet Robert Burns? A, Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. Favorite. Your favorite book with Thora Birch. Yeah. <laughs> I do of- like Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> B, Catch-22 by Joseph Heller, C, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Ken Kesey, or D, The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. Um, okay, I have my answer. I do too. I'm going Cuckoo's Nest. And just to put this out there, there was this J.D. Salinger documentary about how the um, copyright and or just the rights to his work that he had like locked in a vault, he would get up every day and wear like coveralls and go to this building down the way uh, and write and write and write and write and write. And he wrote about, I want to say the Glass family, this extension mm-hmm. of like Holden Caulfield's. Uh, yeah. Are they in that? Yeah. Like, no, the Glass family is separate. Okay. But so, he did a lot of writing about the Glass family. And they're that in was all. Franny and Zoe, right? Yes. And they're also in Raised by the Roof theme, Carpenters, and Seymour in Introduction. Yeah. Wasn't everyone, so everyone was like excited for that copyright or whatever to come out like they were going to start publishing stuff in 2016 this has been a while ago and it never did and i think it's because he was a crazy pedophile yes and i think (laughs) that there's a bunch of shit in those books that people are like oh we can't put this out yeah yeah wait i didn't think of him as a crazy pedophile i mean yeah however i know about the joyce maynard is that her name that's yeah she was was underage right yeah wait what kind of was it Girls and boys or just girls? Girls. Just girls. Girls. He was one of his wives. They had like a nanny come by or something like a 14 or 15 year old. And he like got in touch with her. And next thing the wife knew she came to live with them. And then the wife slowly just like ushered out of the scene. He was one of those just ultra creeps. So fuck Hmm. that guy. Fuck Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. I'm saying one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I really liked Catcher in the Rye. And I and I I read some of the other stuff and none of it ever like moved me in the same way what about you wendy i remember you read a lot of salinger right yes and i think it's like my uh, it also like i mean i was just joking about uh and her sister was like wasn't did i only like uh the art of pedophiles <laughs> and who i now hate like it's like was i was somehow like and i like my joke is always like i was interested in woody allen at the exact age he would have been interested in me because it's just like i like now i'm looking i'm like what the fuck why did i like those dudes so much but i mean i guess you know it was good and good writing and all that stuff but now it's like i'm i just ugh. Yes, I liked it at the time. I read all those books obsessively. I remember them very well. And, and then you, for him to turn out to be a pedophile is just yeah. so like. So, but did yeah. you? I know. Also, that I think not, that's the answer. I think Catcher in the okay. Rye is the answer. Um, that's what I think is the answer too. I'll go Grapes of Wrath just because total guess. Okay. Uh, Catcher in the Rye, named for the protagonist Holden Caulfield's misinterpretation of Burns' poem "Coming Through the Rye." Okay. Question number five. Which of these fictional characters is not Scottish? A, groundskeeper Willie. B, Ebenezer Scrooge. C, Robin Hood. D, Shrek. Scrooge, baby. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I think. I I think it's Robin Hood. Yeah, it's Could be Robin Hood, too. And I'm going to say groundskeeper Willie, but I don't even know who that is. He's from The Simpsons. 
Oh. Yeah. Also, like, is Shrek actually Scottish by nationality, or he's just doing a Scottish accent? Because <laughs> he lives in a swamp with donkey, and I think they live in an imaginary kingdom. So, but he's doing the same accent that he did for the dad in "So I Married an Axe yeah. Murderer," yeah. and I think therefore we can at least kind of say that he's um, de facto Scottish. Yeah. The answer is C, Robin Hood. Although okay. there is new evidence Robin was based on William Wallace, Mel Gibson's character in Braveheart, Robin Hood is an English folklore character. All right. There you go. I'm back in the mix, guys. I've got two. I have three. Damn it. I still Tony. only have one. It, it's anyone's game. Question six. Say these two... Uh-oh. Well, say these two Scottish place names correctly one point for each correct pronunciation um all right i guess i'm gonna have to what's the most fun way to do this is the most fun way to skip it (laughs) Um, say the spelling and then we'll all try to say it at the same time okay the first one is the easier one e-d-i-n-b-u-r-g-h so should i did everyone get the word don't say it yet everyone got Mm -hmm. it okay Let's say it at the same time and then, because that'll be funny. Um, and then we'll just take it from there. Okay, so let's say we're going to do one, two, three, and we'll all say it at the same time. One, two, three, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Okay, I said Edinburgh. I also said that. Dave I said, said that. I said, I said Edinburgh. I said, oh. I said Edinburgh. Okay, well, we know Tony is wrong. Oh, wait a minute. Well, how do we know the correct answer? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. She didn't send along the phonetics? Oh, no. Um, It's, oh, sorry. It's Edinburgh. So I think Dave is the only one who got that right. Closest. Yeah, I still added like burra, not bruh. Okay, then no one got that one right. Okay. And then I heard even locals there say it kind of that way like burra, bruh. It was I always know, like I, the I spaced. I was like, I know it's not what it looks like it's going to be, and because I've it's, been there several times, so I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> Everyone kept asking me if I was going to Edinburgh or Edinburgh. Really? Like a lot of Americans would say Edinburgh. You going to Edinburgh? And I'd be like, uh... and then when I got there, it was yeah, either Edinburgh or Edinburgh. Hmm. Dave, I think you should take a point. I'm happy not to, guys. If it comes down I to only a have breaker. one, so as far as I'm concerned, I don't, it's, no, it's anyone's game but mine. <laughs> okay, and the next one, I'm going to spell it A-U-C-H-T-E-R-M-U-C-H-T-Y. Did everyone, did your brain get that? No. Yes. A-U-C-H-T-E-R- M U C. I'm going to write it down and just hold it up. Perfect. I'm doing a whole podcast of me just writing things down. <laughs> so this is a People good test it. for me to see if it's working and it is working. Can you guys see that or is it reverse for you? Yeah, I can see it. it. And there's a, there's a hint. CH is a sound like a very quick and small hairball in your throat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does everyone have a guess? Yes. Okay. Are we going to do it all at the same time? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I said Octomady. 
what everyone else wendy i know you i know what you said <laughs> dave what'd you say wendy's is more of a frequency she actually has provided a YouTube link to find the pronunciation, but it'd be, t- it's, I can't click on it. So it's going to be too it, so. Oh, thanks. Do it again. <laughs> I was making a guess. <laughs> oh, I thought that was Tony playing it. No, it was me. I go, <laughs> I really thought Tony had pulled up the YouTube. <laughs> I think okay. it's one of those where the end has like even though there's a K and stuff in there they have like they do it more than any well maybe like Australia has that a lot too like oh it's pronounced way different where you see like all those letters and then you're just like that's no, why I said Octor matey the the phonetic that she wrote out is Octor Mukti Tony could you yeah. look up how to pronounce it it, 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 it exists on YouTube I'm gonna need that I think it's like Octor Mudi Octor Mudi that's how I think it is. I'll be heading over to Axel Moody. I think that's that's about seems about right. You might be winning. Might be winning. We should count the points again. <laughs> <laughs> Just to check. Oh, it is pretty close. They're like all the letters. I think I should get a point for when I you thought it was real. I think you should too. Thank you're you. Beep, beep, I have two beep, points beep, beep. now. Wasn't very great, but your Achtermachdi was pretty good. Yeah, pretty I have convincing. Two okay, and lastly, haggis is Scotland's national dish. Which of the following four facts are true about haggis? Oh boy, one point for each fact correctly identified as true. A. Haggis is cooked and served in a sheep's stomach. B. Haggis meat comes from a small mammal known as the Highland haggis. C, before you eat a haggis, you read it a poem. D, Highland haggis have difficulty breathing, breeding, excuse me, Highland haggis have difficulty breeding. E, importing haggis into the U.S. is illegal. F, haggis should be played into the room by a bagpiper. Does everyone know which ones they think are true? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the sheep stomach one is true, and I think that that's the only one that's true. I think sheep stomach, I think illegal, and I think um, trouble breeding. I think sheep stomach and illegal. That was the two I was going with as well. All right. The following are true. Haggis is stuffed into, then cooked in a sheep stomach. Bing, bing, bang, bang. We all win. (laughs) Before you eat a haggis, you read it a poem. Not every time, but traditionally. And importing it into the U.S. is illegal. And haggis should be piped into the room by a bagpiper. Again, not every time, but traditionally. There you go. And then let's see if I can read this. I do not have my my reading glasses in this room. Um, Haggis made of sheep heart, liver, and lungs, oats, and spices. There's more here. Tourists are often told that it's a small mountain-dwelling creature. I cannot make out this tiny writing. But uh, anyway, that's what it's made of. Now we know. Sorry for the <laughs> super anticlimactic reading. I mean, I mean ending, super anticlimactic ending. <laughs> and she even told me it's better. The, the, the app she used to make the quiz is better on a computer than a phone, but it will work on a phone in a pinch. Uh, and I thought that it would, 
I, it would be too hard to do it off my computer while also zooming on my computer. So apologies. But Lindsay, thank you so much for that fun quiz. So wait, who's yes. the, who win? You, who won? Lindsay. I think Dave won. I think Dave won. Really? I got well, I'm kicking myself for not getting the poem thing. That seemed like a classic Scottish thing. Uh, I only got two of them, though, at the end. But and how many I, was that? Were you adding those two? Two, right? I think yeah. you guys tried to give me three, but I, I don't know that I pronounce Embra right. Um, okay, well, so then I think that you and I both have four. Right. So there's a so tiebreaker like tie question. Yeah. How many islands does Scotland have? Hint, Ooh. there are a lot. Islands? So is this the closest without going over tiebreaker question? Or do you have to get it exactly right? Because we could be here for literally years. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just whoever gets closer. Okay. I don't know. The Do you have a guess? Go, go clo- whoever's closest. Are you putting a large oh. napkin around your neck to enjoy a meal, David? Yeah. Oh. I'm putting on. A- Are you about to dig into like a big ham? <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> shave off my beard. <gasps> what? <laughs> I'm sick of it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what a time. Um. I was going to guess 12 islands. What about you? Oh, my you? God. He's really shaving his beard. This is amazing. Seven. You guess seven. Okay. 790. Holy shit. What? I'm closer. That is a lot. <laughs> 790? Yeah. Ugh. So I guess I win. Um, you guys, this is a real Patreon exclusive. We are watching. Is that the Scottish flag, though, or anything that you just tied to yourself? Or is it oh, just, no. It's just I a mean, beach towel. Okay, I truly thought it was a Scottish flag. Dave, all of that hair is falling in the ham. You're not going to be able to eat. You're not going to be able to eat your nice meal because all of your beard hair is falling in it now (laughs) that you put the bib on to eat. You don't eat your own hair. It's good luck. No. This is fun, you guys. Patreon.com/slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. You can watch Dave go from like. Full on, long beard guy who would juggle fruit, but not this guy would juggle fruit. Creepy ass goatee. The your I think your before guy would juggle fruit. Oh really? What's this guy? This guy's like a Lebowski guy. He might be Bar (laughs) Flair. I feel bad Um, that I didn't plan a stunt. Should I put on a full Joker makeup? Yes. This is very unfortunate. I did not plan a single thing. I'm just, I'm, I'm taken by watching Dave, his appearance Gross. change. Now you've just got like a big oh, old Yeah, now he's like mustache. Wild West Sheriff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, a noble but compromised Wild West Sheriff <laughs> whose brother yeah. is also an outlaw. Mm-hmm. Can he keep playing both sides? Who can say? Thora Birch. <laughs> B is the saloon keepstress. Keepstress? Um, is that a word? Nope. Oh, so, or or he's Gallagher. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go the other way with it. What? <sighs> Look at this new 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 guy you are. Um, yeah, way like, better. I would like to say welcome and thank you to the new uh Patreon subscribers, Megan, Kristen, Debbie, Sean, hello and thank you. Let's do a little uh, TV talk. TV time. TV time. TV time. TV time. 
Dave, you do look like an outlaw. Oh, thank you. It's a good look. Yeah, like outlaw's it. a good look, not a good personality. Um, but it's just a look. Your personality yeah. is in law. Um, okay. I feel like I'm desperately searching the rodeo scene for a cure for AIDS with this. Look. <laughs> 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 um, we just finished The Great on Hulu last night. Did you guys watch it? It's no. wonderful. It was really good. Yeah, I really liked it. It, it took me a little while to get into it. Um, but then, uh, yeah, now I'm sad it's over. I'm also watching Perry Mason. Is anyone watching that? I've watched I'd one. like to. I like Michael Reese. Yeah. Or oh, Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese. Um, His I... brother is Michael. Right. <laughs> yeah, naturally. He's in and... Gary Mason, which is a different show. <laughs> <laughs> on TNT. Wait, am I watching the wrong one? Should I be watching Gary Mason? You can watch both. They're com- they complement one another. <laughs> and their mom uh, likes both of those shows very much. Oh, good. Um, I am enjoying Perry Mason, and I know I'm going to love Gary Mason. But I need a new show now. What should mm. it be? Maybe mm. I'm considering going back to the Americans, which we never finished. <gasps> My favorite. Should I go back? The really? Best. Yeah, yes. There's good. one slow season. And other than that, it's a masterpiece, in my yeah. humble opinion. No, I've heard this from other fully, people's humble Fully opinions. agree. So cl- cl- just criminally underrated as a show, underpublicized. Yeah. I'll, I'll change that. Um, okay. I'm going to go revisit <laughs> that. Did you, f- guy- did you guys watch The Leftovers? Did not. We watched a couple episodes. It's something I feel like I would like, um, but as a as a duo, we we didn't get into it. I watched two seasons of it. I think I found it to be a good show that was not enjoyable to watch. It was like upsetting and slow at times and just unpleasant. But at the same time, you're like, wow, it's very well done. Um, but then I've heard the final season is like amazing, and yet I don't feel like revisiting it. But I think. Um, I think I'll be forced into it from Daniel. I've heard I May Destroy You is really good. Have you guys seen that? We've watched one and we're going to finish watching it. We watched one and then we moved. And so we just haven't gone back to it because um, we haven't been watching a lot of TV since we moved mm-hmm. for some reason. So because um, there's nothing in our room, I guess. Right. And we don't have a couch downstairs also. So like I have to lay on the hard, cold floor and watch TV and it makes my old bones hurt. You didn't ask. Um, but have you watched Watchmen yet? No, I think Daniel did, but I didn't. Oh, okay. Really? I mean, I love Regina King. I'm the biggest Regina King fan in the world. But um, this, so that's very good. If you want another Damon Lindelof property. Honestly, I think my concern, and this might be stupid, my concern with Watchmen was that, is it extra violent? The first, uh, yeah, it is disturbing throughout, but there's kind of a method to it where like the, a lot of the imagery in the first, three or four is very disturbing, but if you can kind of push through it, they have a, there's a method to it going on. I wound up enjoying it a lot. Okay. Um, have you watched unorthodox? No, I heard that was really good. I loved unorthodox. Really good. I'm going to watch it. Uh, my mom told me she thought that I might like the politician on Netflix. I don't think I did. I only watched one episode at the beginning of one, but it didn't. I realize that's not really giving something long enough, but did anyone else watch that? Mm-mm. Okay. Have not. Uh, How about Shit's Creek? Have you watched all of Shit's Creek? Yes. Okay. Love it. Watched all of it and then immediately went back and started watching it from the beginning again just to see how the characters evolve over time. And yes. Yeah. I lo- so it was good. such a good. That, Can I tell you, you know, a sad story? 
Mm, uh, we have some friends and uh, we're hanging out. And uh, one of them, she kept saying, David, David, to me probably a thousand <laughs> times in one night. And so I <laughs> really turned off to that show because of that. But everyone that I trust really likes it. So I'm going to get into it. I, I it's a good it. quarantine show. It's very comforting. It's yes. like there's not a lot of outside world problems. It exists in this sort of the same space. It's almost like an animated show in that like they kind of like they live in like the same two rooms. And like, I think that's what I liked about it was I was like, Oh, there's no outside world problems coming in here. It's like, just like, yeah, I don't know. If you want a nice soft quarantine show that for whatever reason, it seems like no one has seen, although it did, I think win like a BAFTA. So it it did okay over there. Uh, But detectorists is just the best. It's so calm. It's really relaxing. Cinematography the cinematography on it is really just like soft and pretty. And it's just these two guys that hang out in the English countryside and they both are really into metal detectoring. And then they get into like various um, scrapes and what have you, but it's really, really slow paced, really like deadpan, great, Mm. really funny. I love it. I can't recommend it enough. I will check it out. And Wendy, your show which has not premiered yet, has already been picked up for a second season, right? It did get picked up for a second season. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. So we'll start in January and we'll do half of this season. And we're a mid-season premiere. So we'll premiere in January and then we should have a full year starting in the fall of 2021 if the world is still here. So that's (laughs) cool. That's Something really cool. Congrats on that second season, though. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. It was a delightful surprise that we got a second season pickup because we have not aired yet. How, um, so how, that's so a how nice... does that happen? And this is for anyone wondering, <clears throat> what show are we talking about? We're talking about the new animated show that you are the your show running and you're the head writer of and creator of, right? Yeah, creator, co-creator. Called, yeah, and um, yeah, it's North. called The Great North and it'll be on, um, on Fox. On, and Paul Rust, um, right? Paul Russ, Nick Offerman, Aparna Nancherla, Dulce Sloan. Um, of course, I can't remember who's in it. Megan Mullally. Um, I'm like, uh, my brain is a Will Forte. Um, think of them in order. Jenny Slate. And I think that's all the main cast. But then we also have Ron Funches is in it a bunch. And um, we have a lot of really wonderful uh, guest stars coming up, too. So I can't cool. wait. So how does that, how, how do you get picked up for second season when it hasn't aired yet? I think the thing with animation is you do need to pick it up ahead of time in order to have shows because it's mm-hmm. so, uh, you have, you know, you have to draw it. So um, I think they were happy with what they were seeing and we got the um, first color version back of the pilot and they were happy with that. And they were happy with the new stories that we were breaking for season two. Cause we had like four picked up four episodes picked up for season two, but then um, they were happy with those. So they went ahead and picked up the rest of the season. So I think it, it's also, I mean, I, I think unfortunately it's because of quarantine, like w- they know that we can keep producing. We're all working from home. Um, the, the team at Bento Box moved everybody home in all the artists, all the production. I mean, it's like, it's this massive enterprise that's now spread out over hundreds of houses in the Los Angeles area. Um, so they know that we can keep making the show. So like, I do not wish for a COVID or a quarantine, but I think that we are a show that can keep going as can Bob's Burgers, which is the other show I write for. And, you know, the other animated shows we can keep going, which like, it's good. Cause I think people do need stuff to watch and like, forget about their troubles and whatever. So I, and not good that there's a COVID. Right. But good. 
I don't know why I'm calling it a COVID. No, I get it. But. You you are cashing in on people's misfortunes. <laughs> right. That's why um, I get nervous saying like, oh, well, we can keep making it during like we do not want to be in any course good position with regarding a, a and pandemic. What is the experience of doing your job and creating from home like versus like being in a writer's room? Um, well, we do a lot of Zoom stuff. And, um, you know, I think we try to keep our staff like, so they don't have to be on zooms like eight hours a day or something. Cause I find it hurts your eyes and you just mm-hmm. run out of, uh, like endurance more quickly. So, um, you know, it, it makes it like more fun to see people cause you don't get to like, just wander down the hall and see everybody. So, but we try to keep it pretty organized. So it's like efficient during the day. Like people are in a room breaking a story or they're doing an alt room. But there can be a bunch of different Zooms going on at the same time. And then Lizzie and I have to do, um, you know, like a bunch of, uh, you know, also production type things like reviewing visuals and going over the animatics and all that stuff. And that, you know, somebody has to share their screen and like, so there can be internet problems. So there's definitely challenges, but it's been pretty smooth. Like we've been Mm -hmm. able to keep it going. It hasn't been, it doesn't, I don't know. You don't feel hindered. Of course, we'd all rather be in real life. You know, but given the situation, I think we're doing okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I just recently have started, I actually feel like I'm, I'm in a good mood right now because I'm talking to you guys. Um, but just lately, like kind of dipping into a depression again, just feeling like, fuck, like what is happening and what is the future going to look like and how long is this going to last? And whereas that, that wasn't on my mind so much. I don't know. I'm sure it waxes and wanes, but like, how are you guys all doing? Did you ever finish the plague? No, I need to. I cannot like my attention span is so shitty right now. It's really great for that feeling you're having. As weird as that sounds. I feel like that's the whole <laughs> the whole kind of tone that he captured so long ago. It's a very like human feeling. I think we just are feeling it's more prevalent than it's ever been. I mean the the world is always spinning around this extraordinarily hot and you know like volatile burning ball of gases and fire. And we're like, that's fine. And we get used (laughs) to all, we live on the San Andreas fault. We're kind of like, that's fine. And then there's oceans and there's, there's just so many things. There's pestilence, there's bad people. There's, and we just kind of get used to like, it's okay. There's Mm -hmm. always this risk, but now more than ever, it feels so in your face and so publicized and so real that it is hard to turn away from. That's for, that's, we're all just struggling with that. I think. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I really, we're very lucky. Like we, you know, things are fine. We're, we're, we're managing and like, like, yeah, we are, I recognize how lucky we are at the same time, this feeling of, you know, like you just said, Wendy, like we'd all rather be in real life. Like this is not real life is just, um, it kind of like blunts your ability to experience joy, I think. Mm-hmm. And just not know. Yeah. The fact that we have no date to look ahead to like obviously we don't but that's that's what kills right. me is like i like having like this like target date to look at mm-hmm. and uh yeah, yeah it's just not there and that's that's hard for me right yeah when did you, I, I bet the move put a put a spring in your step right it did in, in that like it's nice to have something else to focus on and then but also like there were times we couldn't avoid like some small amount of contacts and um I, I am not, um, very depressive, but I'm very anxious. So, um, that's, I, I go into like super, super crazy anxiety, like, 
like where it feels unbearable at times. Mm -hmm. So like when I have like a situation that I feel like I can't control and I get anxious again, like that I don't, I don't love, but um, I also know we're, it's like weird because we're in an unprivileged position in America and that there's no plan and there's no fucking like Tony saying like no end in sight because no one's managing it. Um, And then in a sort of privileged position in that, like we have, you know, personally, I have resources to deal with things like I, I'm not also because I'm working, I'm not also struggling wondering how I'm going to pay rent or where my paycheck is coming from. So I try to recognize that, that like my personal anxiety is not the most important thing in the world, but that's not how anxiety works too. At the time that it's happening, it's like yeah. a fucking siren going off in your head where you can't be like, but Wendy, you have the ability to buy Pringles at the store or whatever, <laughs> even though I fucking love Pringles. So like, I'm very happy when we get some Pringles, but um, it's just like, you know, that's, you know, so it's just going in and out of that a little bit. And like, I have to take care of the, you know, we have four kids, so we have to focus on them and that is like, could be a negative, but it's, I think a net positive because it kind of like, we can't, get too far down. Cause like what, the, who would feed them? So it's mm-hmm. like, maybe that's like, just keeps a little engine running or whatever, but yeah, it fucking sucks, man. Somebody ought to be in charge. It'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. To have a, like, cause if we shut down hard the entire nation for eight weeks, we'd be in a lot better shape at the end of eight weeks. I know. But nobody I will have... fucking just do it. They're worried that someone with a mask or who won't wear a mask, I mean, is going to come like yell at them at the drugstore. I keep I have... daydreaming about, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say real fast. I have a, a listener who's a retired doctor from the Mayo Clinic and he and I email sometimes and he like at the very beginning, he's like, we need to just shut down for three weeks. He didn't even say eight weeks, he said three weeks, like hardcore shut down. Mm-hmm. And then this would be over. Yeah. But yeah. it won't happen. Yeah. Every single epidemiologist is like, oh, if everyone could just freeze six feet apart from each other yeah. for two or three weeks, it would disappear. And give everyone a week to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I keep daydreaming about this thing and I'll ask friends from time to time, like, what do you think would have been the case if we had leadership that in late December, early January, it was like, hey, this is not a partisan thing. I don't want to alarm anyone. But the reason we have a pandemic response team is they got their feelers out all around the world and there is something happening in China. We don't know what it is, but there's a high probability it is a spread. So just be careful if you're in large groups, wash your hands, distance will keep you up to speed. And then in February being like, all right, we've got two cases, which means there's probably a hundred thousand cases. Please stay indoors. Don't go out. This is not a political issue. And then I would ask my friends, like, if that was happening, do you think things would be different? Which I'm always hoping that someone would respond with like, no, we've got all these idiots that are would instantly turn it into a political matter and not wear masks. But unequivocally, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it would totally be different if we had any kind of leadership. And then that makes me sad. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. We just we have to deal with this. We have to, like, show a certain level of leadership in a weird way. We're like. I was thinking like I should travel when I go out with my own masks because like the lady that said, oh, hey, I called the cops on that guy. There are people with their masks down and or not wearing a mask. And every single time I've asked someone like a FedEx guy came with no mask. I go, they don't give you guys masks. He goes, oh, they rip really easily. Boom. Here you go. I got you, man. I should be the solution rather than just like cringing and going like, what is happening? Everyone's an idiot. I just go, gotcha. Here you go. Here's a mask. So I think it's going to take this weird thing that the United States is kind of defining who it is all the time. And we are just like developing this narrative that like, it is just kill or be killed. We're not that kind of a nation. We're just a bunch of like fucking maniacs all scrambling over each other. 
uh, at this point allowing children to go to school in Orange County and allowing the older no people mask. just to like with no mask. Who are we? No what the fuck is this? Apparently, mm-hmm. insanity. Just like the, some weird level of natural selection that people are comfortable with. That's asinine. It's just like magical thinking too. Like, what do you think? Do you think people are making this up? Like, it's so fucking bizarre. I can't even get right, my head like, around it. Because I know, I don't know what I saw, but someone, you know, saying that that it's being made, it like pe- they're making it up to affect the election of the, 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 sorry, the outcome of the election. It's like, you think they're, ma- you think this is like the entire globe is in on the con? <laughs> it gets, yeah. so, I get so frustrated w- when I run into that kind of thinking. It's, yeah, it's baffling. Yeah. People in the rest of the, I'm so curious what like Lindsay in New Zealand thinks about it. Like you must, I know when I was over there and that was 2017, it felt so nice just to wake up and not have this impending feeling of like glancing at your phone and like, oh fuck, what does that <laughs> trending thing mean? Or what does this news article mean? What is the new drama that happened today? This just every day, some form of chaos. And I feel like the rest of the world must just be like, Oh, they're like in a burning building, just trapped. And some mm-hmm. people are able to like look out the window and be like, I'm still entertaining you or I'm still keeping up a good attitude, but we're all in the same building. I can building. do, I can shuffle. With the <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time to learn, man. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> do it for us. Um, you guys, this has been really fun. It was so nice to see it was you. Great to see you. Yeah, too. good to see everybody. Thanks for being on the show. Of course. Uh, and um, everyone should go listen to the podcast that you guys have put out together. Tell Hell us where yeah. to find that. David, where do we find can, it? Well, you can go to these are those tapes.com, spelled exactly how it sounds. Um, and if you don't spell great, I bet if you Google it, you will find it. It's on Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, right now there are six as we're recording this, but by the time you hear this, there's a high probability there will be eight. So two new ones. Quarantine special. Couple quarantine specials. (laughs) One at least, maybe two. Um, and it's just silliness. It doesn't have to do with anything. It's a nice little escape. Yeah. It's just a little improvised goof them up is what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. And they're short. They're like 30 minutes. They're little snacks. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe first of all if you aren't subscribed what are you doing subscribe subscribe your friends and also tell your friends what you can choose the order that you do that in um and leave us a a nice comment five stars is our favorite number uh i read the comments on the show often in a segment called itunes comments of the week so thank you so much for all of your nice comments please follow me on instagram and twitter at allison rosen uh i'm on patreon patreon.com slash allison rosen i'm also on cameo cameo.com slash allison rosen and listen to my other podcast childish wendy uh where else might we find you i'm I'm pretty much only on twitter it's at wendy molino on twitter i am gonna make a public facing instagram i decided because of the show (laughs) Because right now, I'd like a lot of times after I'm on your show, people request me on Instagram and like it's literally wall to wall just pictures of my kids. So I don't accept anyone on Instagram. It's just like me and my mom and dad. Um, so, but I am eventually, but right now, just on Twitter at WendyMolino.com and Dave? watch Bob's Burgers. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I stepped on that. Dave? Uh, July 25th, I'll be at the Sacramento Punchline and then August 1st. No, it doesn't make you just, it just is like, terrifying to me when people do that people are out trying to still do shows i yeah same it bothers the shit out of me and i feel like Mm -hmm. comedians should be this kind of like barometer of bullshit versus 
uh, critical thinking and logic, et cetera. And so when comics are like, I just got to get out there and make money being a sheep, bro. It's offensive in so many levels, but uh, I'll be sitting at home and I'm editing the thing I shot in January. That'll be out at some point. Um, beyond that, I've got my own podcast. If you want to listen, it's called the space cave. That's about it. Uh, I'm just hanging out. And your Huntsberger junk. Oh, yeah, on Twitter. I don't do a whole lot on Twitter, but um, every now and again. And I, I sometimes put stuff on Instagram, Dave Huntsberger. Um, but I haven't been doing a lot with social media during this. It's just a little too uh, frustrating for me. That's so. good. I, I, need to, I need to learn from you. Tony? Uh, at Tony Thaxton, Twitter and Instagram, and my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. Thank you guys so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. <laughs>